Hello and welcome to What's Going On? Eyes on Africa and the Caribbean. The podcast that brings you news and information about the people and events in Africa, the Caribbean, and the diaspora. I'm your host, Maranke Ocean Martin. Today, my guests are Pastor Maureen Musinguzi from the United Kingdom via Uganda and her daughter, Mugume, a very active member of the church and an attorney. Pastor Maureen Musinguzi, or Pastor Maureen as she is affectionately known, is the director of the Revival Center International and the retired pastor of the Livingwell Church, both in Leicester, England. She's now working with the Source of Life Church in Leicester. We're talking to Pastor Maureen and Magume today about young people and religion. We're asking, why are so many young people turning away from the church? Pastor Maureen, it's a pleasure to have you join us today. Hello, Maronke. I, uh, it's, it's an honor to, talk, to be talking to you, yes. Thank you so much. So for my first question, and it's one that I've been thinking about a lot, and I'm sure a lot of people think about also, is that usually when there's a crisis, when there's a catastrophe, when something horrible is going on, people turn to God in prayer, even those who are not religious turn to prayer or to religion. And I wondered, has this been your experience in your ministry during this COVID-19 pandemic? Are people finding God now? COVID-19 as a, pande- as a pandemic has been a very interesting time for very many people. But to be honest, people do turn to religion. When we are overwhelmed, all of us do need something more to reach out and to find some support. And religion or God is one of those and probably the most cushion that a lot of people look for. But with COVID, it is very strange because with church, mainly in the community, there is usually a building or there is a minister who is linking up with the community. But on this occasion, it seems with the pandemic demanding isolation Mm -hmm. the minister is not around and the building is closed down and so the church itself has had to look for innovative modern ways um, to communicate with the general public and so it's been very difficult for people to reach us but in a way we have had to step up and find different ways to reach people yes there has been an increase Most of the people that are coming back into the church are people who know where the church is. Some people who have been with us in the past, maybe for reasons unknown, have left the church. And they felt now they have the time because they are at home, but also they have questions that they need answering. And so the church, yes, have been pivotal in also assisting in many other ways, yes. So how have people reached out to you? How, how have they found you? Because I'm sure that there are folks who are not members of the church, but who are looking for, as you say, comfort 
in the church? How have they reached out to you? Well, the church in general has had a modem that we have used to communicate with people in that it's been usually one-to-one and congregational. And it, it always meant people walking with their feet and coming to where they they hope they will find the minister and God. And usually it was in a building. And of course that has stopped. And so with us as a church, it's been coming into the 20th century. And majority of us have had the comfort of having a fixed address. And so for years and years, churches have been in community. But this time round, people wanted us and we had to come into the 21st century to engage with the modern technology there is out there to be able to communicate with our congregation. And unfortunately, most of us are not conversant with that. And so it's been very good to see the younger people who have wizards at this kind of uh, communication coming in and assisting us. And so we as a church, we are on Zoom and we are using every other medium there is to communicate with people, WhatsApp, emails, and yeah. And so we've been able to reach people and people have reached us much easier. Wow. So you guys have been forced into, if I might say, the 21st century and really get to know technology. Yes, of course. And to be honest, it has been over over an advantage to us in that we used to have people trickling in the ones and the twos, usually people who were available to come, especially to midweek services. The communication itself, there was an announcement on a little piece of sheet sometime that people used to take home to know what is going on. Mm-hmm. But this time around, we can, we can just get on and, and, and talk to people continuously. And so that has been very helpful. Um, and the younger people have come in to assist us. We've had to, to sit back and let them take over. It's, it's really been a, a, good, a good experience for us ministers. And we've seen them come alive in this kind of work. But a lot of people are now at home. They've got the time. And so they're in the comfort of their houses, which is very good as well, so that the, the church itself has gone into homes. In, in the past, ch- they used to come to church, but now church has gone into their homes, which is very good. How's the experience working with young people at that level been? To, to, be, to be honest, we, we, we are surprised that the younger people have have come in and and done such a great contribution mainly because we in the church is from cradle to the grave but there was always a missing link Mm -hmm. younger people were always um, not showing up right and when they did if they were in church they were reading their bibles from the phone but it was looking disrespective to be looking on the phone while the you are in a place of worship as opposed and to so, reading the as opposed to reading the bible they were reading yes, we, it from their phone from their phones mm-hmm. but but we did not realize they are actually reading their phones mm-hmm. and some of us the some members of the older folk group they they were worrying that they were worried that children are messing about or playing with their phones or talking to their friends mm-hmm. they didn't realize that some young people were recording the message wow uh, on their phones and so to us it's been a real eye-opener and uh, 
the the older the older group cannot believe that they can see the whole church from their homes mm-hmm. um on, on their on their on their screens or on their mobile phones or on, or on computer this this has been a real enlightening experience for us as a church yes and of course it opens the church even more because now you don't have to physically look for participants or members because it's right there on the on the web so anybody is- can access and join right to be honest i have so enjoyed it and i keep telling the team of my leaders that how are we going to to leave this because it's so beautiful to see um, people sitting down with their wives with their children attending church and and, and in the comfort of their home and also and um, people are sending on these messages even to their friends friends at work friends that don't come to church they are they are asking them to link in we are seeing people linking that we don't know Mm-hmm. where they're from. We are seeing people from abroad linking oh, on, our, on, on our church. It's really, it's, it's beautiful. Wow. And, and I, will, I will be sad if this has to stop for us to go back just to be in a, in a church with um, a smaller group of those who are willing to get out of their homes. It seems that, yeah, this is the best way forward. So maybe, and so the, maybe, younger, the younger people are key to this. So, so maybe this is, maybe it doesn't have to stop. Maybe there should be a marriage of this type of service where you can go to the brick and mortar church and you can also commune this in this, uh, in this way. The only thing though, is what happens with communion? Well, this is it. Those are the few hurdles. These are the gremlins that are in the pipeline Mm -hmm. that we have to be innovative on how to deal with that. But I really believe that if we still engage the younger people, these younger people are full of ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, They are full of knowledge that we really need to tap in. I believe that we we have gained back uh, a lost community uh, of younger people. Wonderful. So, you know, what, what's fascinating about your ministry is the fact that even though you're in England, it's not confined to England. It's worldwide. You frequently track travel across East Africa to the Caribbean and back to support your local churches there. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I come, uh, I come from Uganda, as you introduced me. I migrated to UK in the uh, in 1980, further on, I married to I, I got married to a son of a minister who had been in church, hated church, got out of church, and then later came back. And so there was a, a very big advantage from that point of view that he had experienced church as a child mm-hmm. and given it up and then come back in. So we got married. We went to Bible college and we then started the ministry. My husband was a teacher of the word and I worked full time to support the family. And so he traveled a lot, uh, mainly concerned for the church that was growing, especially in the African countries. We had left the church and then the church was thriving yet again, Mm -hmm. but there was lack of teaching. And so he traveled vastly pioneering churches and encouraging church and he was working with a lot of young people and they were experiencing the same thoughts that he had 
having hated church, mm -hmm. went the long way around and come back in the church. And so majority of people who come back to church, they really want to give it a go and they want to share their experience. And, and if you handle that group properly, you seem to get the dividends of the fact that they want to improve things and they want to improve church. Mm -hmm. And so that was a great advantage for us. And so we, we had a lot of young people that were coming to the university in, in the city of Leicester, mainly overseas students. Then they were going back to their respective countries. Some of them had had the experience of coming to God yet again. And so we had these younger people that were asking us to go into their communities and, and, and start church. And so that is how we have been pioneers. And so we have church plants in the Caribbean, in India, in Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, uh, Tanzania. And yeah, that is how it has been. But the ministry has been mainly in encouraging entrepreneurship in the church, being relevant to the communities that we are serving and be bringing the church again to, to the disengaged people, people who have fallen out with God and who have left the church or who have never been in church, just trying to, to persuade them to come and have a second look and to bring everything they have. In the past, it seemed like you entered church and you hanged your brain at the door and you just followed everything that you found. And, and that really was some of putting to people. And so we were opening up people to contribute with their gifts, with their talents. Yeah. And that's how it's been in uh, our churches. Very, very, very interesting there. Did your husband ever tell you why or what made him hate church at a certain point in his childhood? Yes. We talked a lot about that. And I, the, his phrase was always that home is not a monastery and we we as christians should let children be children at home and church should not be forced on children and so he always said that he his parents were ministers but the church was in their home continuously around the clock they the church had access to his parents more than he had and the church was also disciplining young and old alike. And so they, he felt that the people in the church had a lot of rights over his life. And he, he did not like that. And he always said that there were always frequent ministries coming into the home, taking over his bed, sometimes, wow. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> occupying the home in such a way that children were always having to, to, to be second best. Right. And when he grew up, he, he promised himself that he will never uh, be anywhere near church. He would like to be like any normal family. And so that is why as soon as he could, he was, as soon as he could speak for himself and provide for himself, he left the church. He left the church. You know, and I can relate to uh, some of that. As you know, I teach and uh, the subject came up because we have a particular assignment where we talk about traditional values that people uh, respect. And we would go through the list and religion obviously is one of them. 
And yeah. each year, it, it surprised me, each year, fewer and fewer students said that religion was not the final arbiter in terms of what is good or bad in terms of how they behaved. And I would ask, what then guides you in terms of right or wrong? And they said, well, it certainly wasn't the church because, you know, I was in church for all these years and it's the same thing. And I'm tired of being forced into church and people disciplining me and telling me what to do. And you just never got away from from the church. So it was all this this all-encompassing church life that kind of like trickled, well, I wouldn't even say trickled, but also took over the home life. So I, I agree what your what your husband said, because that was a similar experience for me. And and I know that you have your daughter there who is, uh, for whom the church has been most of her life too, if not all. And I wonder if she has had the same experience. Megumi, are you, are you, are you there? Hello, I'm here. Uh, yeah, so you heard what your um, mother said, but you you were also born into the church. Have you gotten to the point, or did you ever get to the point where you weren't interested in or wanted to get out of the church? I think for me, the main thing was just realizing that my salvation was kind of not based on my family, but based on myself mm-hmm. and what I put in. And there was definitely times where people in the church might say different things or you feel that they're judging you because of, say, what you're wearing and it makes you not want to come back again um, or you feel forced to do certain things within the church. That is true. But I think for me, I just had a a genuine desire to know more about God and to grow. And I knew that he had a plan for me and I felt like I had to stay in the church to make sure that what whatever he wanted to me was to wanted me to do was what was done but what i actually did is i have an instagram account and i have about 1200 followers and i just asked the young people themselves those that had stayed into ch- in church the reasons why they felt that they had so if it's okay can i just go through some of the things oh, that they absolutely. said oh absolutely absolutely your wonderful daughter <laughs> has all the information that i'm looking for Uh, All right, go ahead, uh, Mugumi. Okay, so I actually asked them two questions, but the first one was, if you were raised in the church, what made you stay or come back? And a lot of these things applied to me. And I'd also like to say that a lot of the people that I asked are from either Africa or the Caribbean and were raised there, or they've come to the United Kingdom and they've grown up in African families or in a Caribbean community. So I think that their expectations their experiences can resonate with us. So one of the first things that they said was that church for them was like kind of like a family and it was a place where they could go to see their friends and they felt secure there. Another thing was the influence of people around them. So for example, their grandparents. And I think that was one of the things that kept me in church as well because what was being preached on the pulpit was also shown in the lives of the congregants. Mm-hmm. I remember going to a, uh, a conference and there was, I think there was maybe about 500 youth there. And one of the people that got on stage was saying that, you know, your mum's been praying, you've been praying and everyone's still bro- broke. No one's succeeding in life. Mm-hmm. Why is church still relevant? But I think seeing people who were successful, people that were kind, for me, I felt that Jesus was the common denominator 
with all of the people that I saw. So I knew that it was kind of the way that I wanted to go and they were influencing me. A lot of people talked about the hunger that they have for God. They wanted to know more about God. And it was not just raised, being raised in the church or being forced to go, but having an experience with God that meant they experienced his love um, and his grace and that impacted them. A big one also for me as well was getting involved. So in the music ministry, I'm very much involved playing instruments and things like that because that helps young people to feel like it's not just the church of my parents but it's mine too and I have something to offer and just as my mom was saying I feel like a lot of times young people feel like they're too young to do anything in church or they're belittled when they try to step out on faith mm -hmm. but what a lot of people don't realize is that young people in church are actually the leaders of tomorrow so it's important that they start to put their foot out feet out into the water and try new things mm -hmm. and then someone said the world is cruel but God has got me um, and I think that's what you guys were talking about about you know wanting to go out and try things your own way and seeing what the world has to offer but I think what makes people come back above all else is just they know what the truth is in their heart no matter where they go mm -hmm. no matter what they do and it could be a problem that triggers them coming back to God or a life decision or just them having kids and wanting their kids to grow up in the church. Mm -hmm. um, but they feel that they know what they know and what they were taught is the truth. And so they're coming back to it. That's, that's very interesting because research that I've been, I've been looking at here suggests this is from a Pew Research Center and this was 2018. So that's already, uh, it's already two years. And they said that, that essentially younger adults were less likely to identify with any religious group than our mm. older adults in 41 countries around the world, mm. in 41 countries. Mm. And so for me, that was kind of like alarming. But what you're saying is actually a little, a little more comforting. Is it, would you say it's because they are communicating with someone their own age that they can relate to? Is, is is that the reason behind some of the positive responses that you've been getting? So it's not that they've left the, the church completely. It's not that they hate religion, but perhaps they're, they're, they're looking for an opening. They're looking for relevance. Would you say that that's what it is? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think a lot of people that leave church, they don't leave church because they hate God. It might even just be an experience that they've had with people in the church and they don't know where to turn because religion is kind of a taboo topic and you don't really talk about it. I, I think for me, a lot of young people that have left the church, it's because they don't know what church to turn to now mm -hmm. or where to go. But if they were given or if they saw a church that was they felt that they could fit in and they could grow, that they'd want to do that. But because they feel that they don't fit in anywhere or where they have been or the church that they've been to from when they were five years old isn't really appealing to them anymore. They're not really sure what to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The other piece to that in uh, some of the research that I looked up, the young people, once they start getting education, tend not to be interested in the church. And I think, you know, you, you mentioned it in one of the comments that you made about, you know, here I am doing this, earning this, and what's the relevance of, of the church to my, to my life? 
but you're a lawyer, so you're highly educated. What do you think about that? Is it is it too much education that's turning young people away from church? Is it that their eyes are being opened in a different way? Is education, I guess the question is, is education the problem here? I think that in certain ways it is, um, because from the age of about 11, you go into school and you're learning about science and things like evolution and the Big Bang and, you know, just the age of the world, things like that are taught as a fact, whereas religion is taught as kind of like a theory or an idea. And then you're reading your Bible and you can't see anything about dinosaurs in there. And you're thinking, you know, how do you marry the two? Mm-hmm. I've got one of my friends, she's an economist in the in London. Uh-huh. And what she uh-huh. says is that let there be light was the Big Bang Theory. So you're trying to marry the two, trying to marry religion and then trying to marry science mm-hmm. together. And there are not very many black or Caribbean atheists that I've met, but there are a lot who are asking questions, especially when it comes to science and what to believe. And I think that sometimes when the Christian view of things is not what they feel is right to them, they also tend to say, say new age beliefs or meditation and things like that instead. So they've not stopped believing in a higher power, Mm -hmm. but they're just believing in a different form of their truth. And I think with education, you learn to question everything. Um, You learn to be analytical, especially in law. And I feel that some people use that as a source of questioning the beliefs that they've grown up with. Whereas for myself, I think I use that to study the Bible in more detail Mm -hmm. and to go into what I feel it means for me and to study it more. Also, people think that they've got their own thought process And why do the rules and regulations of God need to come into that? You know, I'm educated. I have a degree. I have what I want out of life. Where does God come into that? Why do I need him? Mm -hmm. Um, And even if you do have questions, you've got perhaps a pastor that was born in the 50s or the 60s and maybe didn't grow up knowing about all the things that you now understand and you want answers to and you don't really know where to go Mm -hmm. to get an answer to the questions. I think that university and college are the biggest forms of peer pressure as well. Um, Because you're in a situation where you don't have your parents there. You've got people from all over the world and all over your country. And you're faced with different decisions, different moral standards. And then again, you're faced with social issues such as um, abortion or substance abuse and things like that. And it can be a source of pressure because you just don't know what to do and you can succumb to that for me my experience of university was rather different I think a lot of the people from um, Africa and the Caribbean that I was with that had been to church kind of kept that up but perhaps not in the normal way that you'd think so they'd be involved in Christian union and things like that or I ran a bible study in my in my house for about three years and I know the majority of people that went there didn't exactly come to church but it was a free space for them to debate their own views in a safe environment where perhaps you wouldn't be able to confront a pastor with the kind of things that people were asking about and there was food and fellowship and so I think a lot of people are turning to God and still actively pursuing him but Mm -hmm. they might not be filling church pews okay that makes sense so so perhaps the environment is is also an issue too yeah. 
So, Pastor Maureen, it seems like from from what uh, Mogumi has um, explained, uh, there's a lot of a lot of young students, young people, I should say, are conflicted. And as she said, it's not maybe it's not so much about hating church, but the fact that the church does not fit into their environment, what they are hearing, what they are learning, what they are being taught. Is, is that something that? So first of all, two questions. Is education the problem and or is it that the church has to adapt to engage with this new society uh, that, that we're living in, this environment we're living in, whether it's technology and science and people are asking questions, you know, and, and church is usually not a place where you ask questions. We sit quietly. We um, speak if we're asked to speak and we sing and we pray and we leave. Does that have to change? I, um, yes, a lot has to change. I really believe that the church has in some ways or in many ways remained irrelevant to younger people. And I think that this, this has been a problem for many years. And what you are seeing, the exodus and to uh, also a group of children that have had no religious affiliation. It really has, I think it's, we are going back about post the World War age. We are look, looking at 1940s and above. I don't know what was happening prior to that, but I think we are looking at probably the third or fourth generation of younger people that have either had no church influence whatsoever or have been sent to church and have stopped going. And there is a reason for that. And I don't, th I don't really think that it is just the church contributing to the way the younger people are living. I believe that in us, the black community and the Af especially the African and uh, Caribbean community, we are finding that the church goers, committed church goers now are average age 70 probably 60 to 70. And um, these are people who have been in church all their life. Mm -hmm. And then we have their children who attended church and mainly from here in UK, they were the migrants, the, the children who came with their parents. And that group is the first group that probably left the church. And they left the church for all sorts of reasons. Mm -hmm. And then now their children, somehow the grandparents want them to come to church. But then you, you reach a stage where it's a chore to be up on Sunday going to your grandmother. Uh, and maybe you have a meal at the, in the afternoon. But really, if your parents are not going to church, even though they, somebody will take you to Sunday school or take you to church, you will eventually outgrow it. And so I can understand where the, the church has become completely void of younger people. Mm -hmm. And, and it has been, the, the factors that contribute to that are, are very vast. I think it is mainly from that group that came as invited to migrate to the Western world. Mm -hmm. and I'm talking now about the country where I've adopted UK. I'm looking at the congregations that I've interacted with, and it has been my curiosity as well to try and see why is it that we have got younger people who left the church and are not willing to come back and maybe are very shy when you talk about God to them. Mm -hmm. And so 
to me, I think that it is a bigger picture than than church itself. Mm-hmm. And for those who who came with their who came young, with parents who were committed, and probably these are the, the parents who came from the Caribbean islands. Some came from Africa, were invited to come and help mother motherland England. And majority of them, when they did come, they found the the the, the plans that they had were never met. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they found that also that they, 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 they were disjointed. Mainly some of them left their children at home back in their countries of origin and children joined their parents later. And that affected the children because there was like a missing link. Mm-hmm. Some stayed about three years without their parents, some five years. And by the time they joined their parents, their parents were hardworking. They, they, they went out to, to, to earn money. And the churches became the hub of a community. It was not the church as in a place of worship, but the church did a lot more than being a place of worship in that people borrowed money, people, communities met for a party and all that. And when that happens, a lot goes on in church and the younger people were not relating to that anymore. And so they left church. So there, there is a lot of factors that have contributed to black children, especially leaving the church. And I can understand that the church really need to come up and become relevant to the youth. When you look at, for me, I came into the church when I was young and it was as if you had to wait for the organist to die before another person can come to take over to play the keyboard. It's things like that where young people are saying, I'm sitting here, but I am not part of this. Right. And I am really bored. Yeah. And, and, and the culture does not suit me. I want to dress up differently. I want to listen to different kind of music. I want to be with my friends. And I, when I've got a problem, I don't want to turn the other cheek. Right. I want justice. Uh, and, and the way we were dealing with, with issues that we are, being, we are confronting our young people, the church was not at the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. And, and mainly when you have a people who, have, who, have, who are working very hard to make ends meet, usually children are the last to, to, to get on the, the drinking fountain of the benefits right. of that hard work. And so younger people grew up seeing things that should not be seen and 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 if these were with church people they they felt that there has to be a better route to get to success than um depending on god only so this has been absolutely fascinating and i want to thank you the time today to talk about these things thank you so thank much thank you very much for having us it's been a pleasure and we would like to talk again thank what? you for the for the program And I believe you are touching many lives. It's been an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In our next episode, we'll talk to a pastor in Barbados who has turned the whole concept of church upside down. And his congregation is loving it and growing. Find out how he's doing this in the next episode of What's Going On, Eyes on Africa and the Caribbean. If you enjoyed this show, go ahead and subscribe so you won't miss another show.